And hello and welcome to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. I'm Vic Batista along with Nathan Jones. And yes, we're transmitting live from our station and of course our various networks. So we thank you all for tuning in for today's program. We have an exciting program lined up for you. So we hope that you can follow along with us and also be part of the program. So we're going to continue looking at the prophetic book, listen, of Lamentation, of course, written by the prophet Jeremiah. Some incredible things that we're going to talk about. So we hope that you can follow us and also be part of the program. Those of you following us on Facebook, social media, Twitter, or the like, post your questions or your comments for Nathan Jones or myself. But before we continue, I am going to ask Nathan Jones, my co-host, if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for this opportunity to study Lamentations again. And a good reminder that that book is prophetic in nature and answers a prophecy Amen. Thank you, Nathan Jones. Again, tune into the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're looking at the prophetic book of Lamentations. Hey, listen, today's program is sponsored by Calvary Brower, Calvary Aventura, and Truth Will Set You Free Ministry. And you can find more information by giving us a call at 305-992-9537 or 321-END-TIME. 321-363-8463. And of course, before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host, Nathan Jones, to the program. Nathan, great to have you on the program today. Great to be on, brother. Uh, happy, uh, well, <laughs> July. <huh? laughs> hey, listen, did you have a nice 4th of July? I did, man. It's a shame that uh, we took a week off. Uh, yeah. But, uh, it's always highlight to get back together again, refreshed, recharged, and ready for another lesson. Uh, well, I'm excited. I'm excited. And I hope those that are watching and listening, that they had a wonderful, wonderful 4th of July. And the freedom that we celebrate in this country is what's celebrating. Right, Nate? It is. Praise the Lord. Uh, you know, people forget that's what makes our country great. It's yeah. Freedom. Not freedom from morality, but freedom from tyranny and freedom to practice our religion. And that's brother, right. Uh, it's, a, it's a freedom that's in jeopardy right now. So yeah. strong about it, but uh, let freedom reign, right? Absolutely. And Nate, you know, as we were doing a little bit of fireworks or watching it and things like that, I really was reminded why I hope that we as Americans remember really uh, what the 4th of July uh, really is. You know, it's a, it's a beautiful thing when you really consider the privileges that we have in this country. Very true, man. Uh, our founding fathers were Christians, many of them. They yeah. believed in the Lord. They understood that man was had power in the government, then that would go to their heads and they take more and more. They understood limited government, they understood freedom of religion, especially since America was founded by pilgrims who wanted to separate from the Church of England, which provided no freedom whatsoever. So yeah. uh, we can't lose our, our roots, or we're going to, as we are now, we're going to sail away from freedom, and whatever comes when you get rid of freedom is tyranny. Yeah. Whether it's to a supposedly benevolent, benevolent government or a, a dictator, it eventually ends up becoming we're in dangerous times. Yeah. We jettison from all avenues of society. We're in turn wanting a dictator to, to run us, and uh, that always leads to tyranny and persecution. Mm, excellent point, Nathan. So again, that's, that's wonderful that we get to uh, celebrate these incredible, wonderful holidays. And Nathan, also, talking about celebrations, uh, talk to us about this upcoming celebration conference. Well, this weekend, July 15th, 2017, we are having our Living with Hope in the End Times Bible Conference. It's our Landline Ministries annual conference. Yeah. And this year our theme is Hope in the End Times. We want people to, to have hope in these difficult times. Like I said, our 
freedoms are being jettisoned, they're being challenged, Christianity is being persecuted around the world. And these are difficult times. These are the end times. Jesus is coming yeah. soon. So we'd like folks to uh, have some hope, and that's what this conference is about. And folks can uh, watch free live streaming yeah. from your cell phone, uh, your mobile device, your home computer, uh, through Roku. You can watch our streaming from our website at lamblion.com or ChristProphecy.org. And we're also going to put it on our Facebook group and streaming on our YouTube channel. Excellent. We love social media, Nathan, and just all the different avenues to make things available to people. So thank you so much for sharing that. And uh, yeah, f hey, if you're a pastor, uh, uh, you know, if you guys have a, a location out there, if you want to host it, we're doing that here in the Holland Aventura area. We always get a nice little group together. And uh, man, take advantage of that. It's all free, right, Nate? We love free. Free, yeah. I mean, if you can stream, <laughs> you can be a church, a home Bible study. A That's right. Together, and you can stream it in. You can all watch it. Bible Conference. Brother, I so appreciate that Calvary Chapel at Chura is going to be hosting our Bible Prophecy Conference at your place. So I hope yeah. folks go to your church, sit in, get to know your people, and uh, you have a wonderful fellowship, man. And I hope people connect with your church to, and really get to, to be part of Calvary Chapel at Chura. Thank you so much, Nathan. And yeah, it's, it's really exciting. Oh, Nate, you know, I forgot to ask you maybe to also share your contact information. I just realized for someone who's maybe new and not familiar with the ministry so they can uh, see all the wonderful things that you do. Again, it's lamblion.com or christinprophecy.org. That's our main website. There you'll find a wealth of information, including our television programs, Christ and Prophecy. Uh, we have a number of shorter videos like the inbox, uh, many, many articles, blogs, social media, e newsletters, a magazine called The Lamplighter, many resources to help you grow in your understanding of God's prophetic word. Ooh, awesome. Thank you. And again, to those of you that are watching live, check it out in the screen behind me there. You can see all the wonderful information, incredible, incredible resources. Nathan, thank you so much for sharing that with us. And of course, Nate, uh, you and I have been teaching, uh, going through a book. Uh, in a chapter by chapter, verse by verse type of manner. And it's a book that a lot of people are not very familiar with or talk much about or know much about. Can you talk to us about what book that is? Well, that's true, man. Most people do not realize there is a book called Lamentations. Uh, they read through the major prophets section of the Old Testament, which is Isaiah, Jeremiah, yeah. Ezekiel, and Daniel. And <laughs> I know, when I was memorizing all the 66 books of the Bible, Lamentations was one of the ones that had the hardest of that in Jude. I, I kept skipping over them because I didn't think about them. And most people don't think about Lamentations. But like you said earlier, Lamentations was written by the prophet Jeremiah. And it is a big book, believe yeah. it or not. It, it, it may be called Lamentations, but it is a book of prophecy because it fulfills a prophecy that God gave Moses hundred years earlier found in Deuteronomy chapters 28 and 29. Excellent, Nathan. And of course, uh, there's a lot of wonderful things packed in these few chapters of the book. So I want to encourage those of you that are watching and listening, hey, this is a time where you can grab the Word of God and follow along with us as Nathan will continue to take us through lamentation. Uh, Nate, before we continue, can you recap a little bit for us in the opening of chapter 1 before we continue on verse 13 and on? Lamentation, just in case someone is new to the program. Certainly. Well, we actually have to go back 900 years before that to the time of Moses and the Exodus. And they, the Israelites have been wandering the desert for 40 years. They're finally on the verge of going into the Promised Land. Their age leader, Moses, was, was coming to his final days as leader. And he left his people with a message. And he said, if you love the Lord, if you follow him, if you don't chase after other gods, if you live a holy life and follow me, I will bless 
your nation, your nation will be fruitful economically, produce, you won't have trouble with enemies, you'll have long life and in health, everything wonderful, just stay in the Lord. And he said, if you do that, then that's what will happen. But if you reject me, if mm -hmm. you rebel against God, if you live unholy lives, if you chase after other gods, then these curses would fall on you. Right. The curses will be that your land would not produce good crops, mm -hmm. your economy will be a mess, you know, your people will be unhealthy, uh, foreign nations will constantly attack you, and if you persist, you will then your people be exiled to the promised land. And that's what Moses left Jewish people. Now we get to 586 B.C., 900 years later, and that's exactly what happened. We're right. in Jeremiah's time. The Jewish people, generation after generation after generation, mm -hmm. rejected God. They chased after foreign idols like Baal and Ashtoreth, and finally God had enough. And this is when the Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 28 prophecy comes true. The people are now exiled out right. of the land of Israel. Jeremiah is the last prophet in the land, and he was left behind. The Babylonians came in, did Jerusalem, they took all the wealthy people, the nobles, and they left the land desolate. And here is Jeremiah, the prophet. He is lamenting, he is writing his laments, his cries, and he is sitting in the ashes and crying, and this is what he wrote. Mm. Excellent point. And of course, for those of you that are watching and listening, this is a, a fascinating passage. I want to encourage you to follow along with us as we pick it up there, verses 13 and 14, and make our way through these verses. Thank you, Nate. Yeah, you can take us through the following verses. Okay. Well, uh, uh, did you remember back in the 80s, there was a movie called The Day After. It was a made-for-television I love that. Yes. Yeah, I don't know about love. It's <laughs> the most depressing thing I ever saw, but it was about what would happen if there was a nuclear war. Right. What would life be like after? And I remember it gets to the end. And Jason Robards, he's a doctor. He goes back to his home, and his home is nothing but ashes. Yeah. And there's this family, this miserable-looking family there, and he tells them to get out of his home, get out of his home. And then he realizes how stupid that is because he has no home. Right. And he sits down in the ashes with him and cries. And picture that. This is Jeremiah. The, the Babylonians had destroyed Jerusalem, raised his home, exiled his people, killed all the, the young folks, and or took them away up to Babylon, far away, four-month journey. And here, just like Jason Robards, Jeremiah mm. is sitting in the ashes, and he is crying. And starting in verse 13, we'll pick up. This is what he says. From above, he had sent fire into my bones, and it overpowered them. He spread a net for my feet and turned me back. He has made me desolate and faint mm. all the day. You know, Nathan, when I said I loved that, I wasn't meaning the Holocaust that it occurred, but I thought the great job because I still, you know, it, certain things make an imprint in your memory. And I think that's kind of like what lamentation does. Yeah, I mean, if you're from our age group, you were a kid and you're watching that, it, it made a huge impression. Sure. I think uh, that movie probably did more for fighting nuclear warfare and bring down the right. Soviet weaponry at the time and many things did. It burned in my mind and it burned in your mind. And that's what the Book of Lamentations is meant to do. It's meant to burn into the minds of the Jewish people never to disobey God and face exile. That's right. Unfortunately, it did not burn into the Jewish people's minds because by 70 AD, after they were allowed to return seven years later into the land of Israel and rebuild, they mm -hmm. followed God for a little while, and then, but they rebelled again, and then the Romans kicked them out of Israel for, in 7 AD. 
And that's why the Jewish people to this day are scattered all over the world because they disobey God. But now God is bringing them back in a second regathering and uh, they now look back to Jeremiah and they mm -hmm. take Jeremiah seriously. They take Lamentations seriously because yeah. they say, and this is the theme, they say, never again, this is their motto, never again will they go through another Holocaust like they did in the World War II, like they did with the Romans, and like they did here in Lamentations mm -hmm. Babylonians. You know, Nathan, and this is why we can learn a lot from history. Re history oftentimes repeats itself. I mean, we look at the Jewish people even today, and once again, right, Nathan, they're not wholeheartedly going after uh, a serving Messiah. I mean, some of them are so secular that it's actually sad, right? It is. Uh, when you read the statistics for Israel, where it's about six million, six and a half million Jews live in mm -hmm. Israel, only a small percentage of them have actually any faith in most of them are, are secular humanists. And we read in another prophecy that Ezekiel gives us in 38 and 39 that Russia and all the Islamic Middle East has to come against Israel yeah. and try to destroy it just before they take God seriously again, much less as Christ. So we were living definitely in a time where there is a remnant of Jewish people, mm -hmm. Jews who love the Lord and accept Jesus as their Savior, but yeah, it's, it's something like 15 to 20 percent of Jewish people in the Middle East even believe. God and follow God. So it's yeah. a sad, sad situation. We're looking at a time period where the Jewish people continue to live in rejection of God, mm -hmm. just as they did during Jeremiah's time period. Mm, excellent point. And you know, Nathan, as you take us through verses 14 and 15, uh, uh, this is also another wonderful passage as we're talking about history uh, repeating itself. As we're going to notice here, uh, the mention of a, a word that is going to stand out, the, the wine press. So can you continue to take us through those, Nathan? I think this is really fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's a difficult book because, again, he is lamenting, he's crying, he's wailing in the dust of the destruction of his city. In verse 14 he says, The yoke of my transgressions was bound and were woven together by his hands, God's hands, and thrust upon my neck. He has made my strength fail. The Lord delivered me into the hands of those whom I am not able to withstand. The Lord has trampled underfoot all my mighty in my midst. He has called an assembly against me to crush my young men. Mm. The Lord trampled as in a winepress the virgin daughter of Judah. And Nathan, for me, what stood out is that the, the word winepress. I mean, it, it brings back to my mind the book of Revelation, uh, chapter 14, right, Nathan? When the incredible battle where the Lord is going to trample the enemy uh, as, as grapes, in, in a sense, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, for those unfamiliar with what a winepress is, it's a place where you grapes and yeah. get the juice out to eventually turn a wine and that God uses the term trampled as in a wine press frequently throughout the Bible as in that's what his wrath is like his anger is like pressed by this great stone crushing you until all your blood flows out all your juice flows out and that's a, a symbol that he's like now bear in mind as Jeremiah is lamenting he is speaking in first person as yes. Israel he is you know obviously uh, he is God's prophet. He's God's man. One of the probably only men who mm -hmm. stood with God during this time period, and uh, so he. But he's speaking as if he's Jerusalem himself and lamenting as Jerusalem. And Nathan, that's why we wanted to make this point. I mean, people are watching and listening to this program. They say, "Man, what, what's going? What's going on here? Why is Why is God doing this type?" But let's rewind a little bit, like you mentioned, Nathan. 
A lot of it has to do because they turned, they rebelled from God. Oftentimes when they did that, they would start going after the gods around them, the idolatry and, and even pagan worship and sacrifices. So that's why God takes this very seriously. Guy. It's not like no, Allah, right. from calm to anger to calm to anger constantly when you, you read the Quran. No, this is a God who for 900 years, yes. right, almost a thousand years, has given the Jewish people the chance to, to repent. And constantly he brought judgments to bring them back, but constantly they rebelled. Constantly they chased after a hideous demonic god like Molech, where it was a statue that they exactly. hit and you place your baby into the hands of the molten hands of Molech, mm. and your babies would burn, and that would be sacrificed. They, they constantly disobeyed the Mosaic law. And again and again, God would try to bring them, even try to keep a remnant. He mm -hmm. took the northern tribes of Israel back in 722 BC. The Assyrians took them away, and it was supposed to let the remaining two tribes, uh, the Judah and Benjamin, to repent. And they did for a little while under certain kings, but. After hundreds of years, God finally fulfilled the prophecy that he gave Moses. That's and right. That was, it was time to exile the people out of the land because they would not follow him or his law. Mm. And Nathan, that's why when we get to verse uh, 16 and 17, it talks about uh, weeping. It talks about all these uh, effects of, of remorse and also mourning uh, that come with punishment and judgment. And you and I have children. And, you know, uh, when they were little, before you even spank them, they start with his crocodile tears, <laughs> making a, a big scene. But listen, when someone gets disciplined and they get corrected and they really are looking sincerely to repent, we see a change of life and a change of style, right? Great point. See, that, that's why God brings judgment. He isn't yeah. sure he, he punishes for sin. But like any loving parent, you punish to correct a child, to protect them from making serious mistakes that will yes. harm them and others. You want them to come to repentance, to turn back and go the right way. That's what repentance means. It's a change of mind. Mm -hmm. You're going one way, but then you repent. You go 180 degrees and go the that's other right. way. And that's what God continuously does when he brings his wrath upon the world. He, he wants people to repent and return to him. But man, we are obvious bunch of people. <laughs> it's not just the Israelites. Sure, again and again and again, the prophet said that the, the Israelites were stiff-necked people, they were hard-hearted, they were rebellious, they, they spurned the love of God. And But are we Gentiles any differently? I mean, how no. often have we spurned the love of God, especially in this day and age, man, where we got the gospel everywhere. That's we were right. talking about our country earlier. Our country was built on the gospel, and yet we we're spurning it, rejecting it. We're even spurning it. The blessings that God has given our yep. country instead yearn for the failed economic policies like socialism and communism, a humanistic government. Uh, it's insane. And so we're, it, the Israelite people are like our people today. They're so different. They're, no. People are people, right? As a Kermit the Frog, you say, people are people. <laughs> and people today are acting the same now as they did then. And we're living it today. Yeah. And Nathan, that's why we hope that those of you that are watching and listening, as you follow along through Lamentation, we know it's a different type of prophetic book, but there's a lot here that we can learn from and uh, take it to heart. So, yeah, Nate, if you continue to take us through, this is fantastic. I'll, I'll see. We'll pick up uh, 17. Is it? Yeah, I think we could go through 16 and 17 together, Nate. I think that would be great. 16, all right. For these things, 
I weep. My eye, my eye overflows with water mm. because the comforter who should restore my life is far from me. My children are desolate because the enemy prevailed. Zion spreads their hands, but no one comforts her. Mm-hmm. The Lord has commanded concerning Jacob that those around him become his adversaries. Jerusalem has become an unclean thing among them. Now, man, these are really yeah. poignant verses because, for one, Jerusalem was the place where God dwelt right. inside the temple in the Holy of Holies. The Shekinah glory of God is where it dwelled, and so Jerusalem was meant to be a city for the world to look at. That's where God lives. That's where the people love Him, and that's where the people are holy. Instead, mm-hmm. God's home, the place of His name, became an unclean thing. And God, instead of protecting his city, allowed his adversaries to overrun it, That's right. allowed his children to be desolate, allowed the children not to have the comforter, the restorer, which is himself there anymore. God had left the building. Mm. And Jerusalem was left on it. That's what they wanted. They right. wanted God out of the picture. Yeah. But they forgot that God was also their protector. And with God yeah. gone, there was nothing stopping the judgment that was coming. Nathan, and that's like the world today. They want nothing to do with God. They want God to, you know, all the disasters that are happening. I think Anne Graham Lotz was the one that was saying, well, you want to get out of the system, and this is what you get. And, and in a sense, you can't have it both ways, right, Nathan? <laughs> no, no, you can't call what is evil good and expect society to continue to function. And, and you just to look at history. There's nothing in history that refutes the fact that when people turn against mm-hmm. God, the nations crumble. That's you right. Look at some of the, the most fantastic empires in the world that were become Christianity, the British Empire. Right. Uh, you know, it, there's no empire or anything to it anymore. The American exceptionalism, the kid continues to be on the wane. I, I, I pray and hope that it, you know, we will get a reprieve, especially yes. with our current president. But, uh, you know, as long as we turn our backs against God, there will be no reprieve. Mm-hmm. And that's what the message Jeremiah is saying. Now, Jeremiah spent all his time before the, the Babylonians attacked the, the city, warning them that this was going to happen. Exactly. And that the people repent. No. And today we have prophetic voices, uh, meaning that they urgently encourage people to turn back to God mm-hmm. in our nation. And they're out there saying, like, like Robert Betres right. and Frank Graham, Turn back to the Lord. And if our nation doesn't, then our strength will wane as well. And mm-hmm. I believe we're seeing that, one, as we see the, the homosexuality and the I know. Uh, the atheism uh, overcome much of the, the system in the United States. And externally, we're seeing Islam constantly move yes. the West very, very quickly. And so that's, again, God's had your protection isn't there because we haven't turned back to God. Mm, excellent point. And Nathan, you know, I think it's a word of encouragement. Maybe maybe you're watching and you're listening and you recognize you have not been living right and you maybe are experiencing the discipline of the Lord. Hey, that's a good sign. It means that God, holy angels, his hounds of heavens are after you. Great opportunity for you to maybe do a little bit of uh, soul searching and see, hey, if there's something there that shouldn't be. And this uh, repentance is not just 
feeling bad, but it's actually turning around and obeying and doing what's right. And when you do, let me tell you, God is right there. Maybe you've fallen away. Maybe you, your, your relationship with the Lord has gotten cold or maybe you've backslidden uh, and you're watching this program or listening to this program. We believe in divine appointments. We believe God allowed you to tune in because he loves you and he has a wonderful plan for your life. And hopefully you can see that through uh, the book of Hosea because there's a lot here that, that we can learn from. So Nate, again, I know our time goes quickly, but if you continue to take us through the next few verses, I, I think that will be awesome just for those that are out there that maybe don't have a Bible so they can follow along with us. Certainly. And before I do that, let me just emphasize the point you make because you do a wonderful job of always bringing it back to the individual. And it's true. As a nation, we can rebel against God. God will lower his protection. Yeah. External and internal influences will wear us down. And then nationally, we're meant to repent. But that also applies to the individual. Individually, mm-hmm. we can wander from the Lord. Yes. And then I will pull back. We want him to go away. He goes away. And then we start seeing our lives fall apart. And we're meant to then pull back out to the Lord, return and repent. Yeah. But there gets to be a point where it gets too late. And as we read in the previous verse, the comforter is far from me. The children are desolate. God wasn't going to come back and for them anymore not until they finished a time of exile. So mm. it can happen to us just like it can happen to a nation. Yes. Now, we read more about that in verse 18 where it reads, The Lord is righteous, for I rebelled against his commandments. Mm-hmm. Hear now all peoples, and behold my sorrow, my virgins and my young men have gone into captivity. Now, verse 18 is a fantastic verse because it's parallel exactly to the prophecy that Moses made in Deuteronomy 28:41. And that reads, you will have sons and daughters, yes. but we do not keep them because they will go into captivity. So here, man, it took 900 years, but that prophecy came true in verse 18. Oh, I love that. And Nathan, can you repeat again that uh, reference verse for those of that are watching and listening? They could jot that down in Deuteronomy. Sure. Uh, Lamentations 118 is a fulfillment of Deuteronomy 28. Mm, excellent. And, you know, Nathan, uh, I know we might have ch- uh, time for another uh, two verses there. Uh, but um, and if not, we will definitely pick it up in, in our next session. So, yeah, if you could take us through a few of those, that would be fantastic. OK, well, again, uh, Jeremiah is speaking as if he is Jerusalem. Does I call for my daughters, but they deceive me. Mm-hmm. My priests and my elders breathe their last in the city while they sought food to restore their life. See, O Lord, that I am in distress. My soul is troubled. My heart is overturned within me, for I have been Big. very rebellious. Yeah. Outside the sword, bereaved at home, it is like death. Wow. You know, Nathan, and, and I also see a little bit of a confession, not just rebellious, but very rebellious. <laughs> and, yeah. and I know there's parents out there that have children. They're like, yes, they are very rebellious. <laughs> well, look at Jerusalem and Israel was constantly being accused by God of not turning to him, yeah. but turning to other nations. And that's where we get the term, I call for my lovers. In other words, uh, Israel was supposed to be uh, metaphorically yeah. married to God. Yeah. And yet they continuously sought other nations to protect themselves. They mm. would seek God. Many times throughout the Bible, miraculously rescued the Jewish people when they turned to him. But they would continue to rebel. Oh, they, they lose their faith in yeah. God. They turn to other people for help, and man, we do that in our lives, don't we? We we start running after other lovers, other loves, other things, mm-hmm. uh, money and friends and government agencies and all this. We run to 
looking for help instead of calling out for God first. You know, Nathan, and, and after a while, we find that God says, hey, you know what? He pulls his hands back a little bit. And Nathan, as you were sharing that, you, you wrote a wonderful commentary in the book of Hosea. And you've taught through the book of Hosea. And it's the same way, right? She went after all her lovers and uh, God was sharing his unconditional love. But we noticed in Hosea, there was a little bit of a challenge there and discipline uh, in terms of Israel again. Yeah. Uh, folks can get that on Amazon, our website at lipdine.com. Uh, we'll get to minor prophets, me and my author, Steve Howell. And uh, you're right, Hosea was about, he was a prophet who married a woman named Gomer, who yeah. constantly rebelled against him, constantly lusted other men, after other men, ran after other gods. And uh, Gomer became a representation of Israel. She constantly rebelled against her husband. And she ends up getting to slavery, mm-hmm. and Hosea, wonderful story, buys her back out of slavery. He redeems her out of slavery. So, man, he's never reading Lamentations now. It's like the prophet Hosea. He's lamenting, but at some point, Hosea got to buy his wife out of slavery again so that she'd become faithful to him again. Lots of people, Christ bought them out of slavery, bought That's us right. out of slavery by his death on the cross. And then we accept that we too then are reunited back to God. Woo! Awesome. And we see, Nathan, there's just so many wonderful parallels. And that's what we're hoping is that those that are watching and listening will look at the book of Lamentation a little bit differently after our study. So, Nate, again, this is very fascinating. And, uh, of course, listen, the, the key is this. If you don't know Christ personally, he is your hope. He is your anchor. Uh, he is the one that's going to bring you joy. And even if you backslidden or you messed up, Turn to Christ, and he's right there waiting for you with open arms. And before we close, I'm going to ask Nate once again, and maybe he will share briefly with those watching and listening, hey, wherever you are, how they can start the relationship with the Lord. Right, Nate? Well, if you feel like the Lord is far from your life, and it's usually because we have run away from God, yeah. it's time to stop running. It's time to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. To yes. Turn to him, repent of your rebellion, repent of your sin. Pray from your heart, dear Jesus, please mm. forgive me of my sins and be my Lord and Savior. Mm. And Jesus promises to do just that. Sins will be forgiven, the guilt will be gone, and yeah. you will start a new life in Him. Ooh, awesome. Nathan, thank you so much. And may, hey, maybe you prayed for the first time. Listen, we would love to hear from you. Give us a call, 305-992-9537 or 321-END-TIME. And you know what? We would love to celebrate uh, with you uh, your journey uh, with Jesus. So even though we're off air, if the program is over, you can still get a hold of us. And we would love to uh, celebrate uh, with you as well. So Nathan Jones, it appears we've come to the end of the segment of our program. But again... Again, I know, <laughs> but Nathan, thank you so much for opening up these scriptures uh, to us, and it's always a joy to have you on. Thank you, and the rest of you. Yes, we've come to the end of our program. So, Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, saying goodbye. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May His face shine upon you. For homework, read the Book of Lamentation. If you need a prayer, get a hold of us. We would love to pray with you. So you guys have a wonderful week. And Lord willing, we'll see you next week. And remember, hey, be part of the conference with Lamb Lion Ministry this weekend. You're going to enjoy it. Have a great day.